slowly, or slowly the devil perverted something that that David may have had no intentions for, which is what he does for a lot of things. But the the, the thing also was that God told him not to do it, mm-hmm. and so. Satan is going to always try to get you to do something against what God said. You know, you might be lying. Oh, he didn't say it like that. Start that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's not what he meant. That, that's not what he said. You, no, you're not going to share with that. All, always something. So try to get this, take this opportunity. And it didn't even say really that they were getting up ready for another war or anything that any uprising had happened. But um, just on the heels of all this fighting and everything. When you take when you take your eyes off of God, you can easily slip into something. I don't think he intentionally meant to just defy God, but just like with that other uh, problem that he had, when he was was uh, reminded by Joab mm-hmm. and was saying in a way by by him saying, "Why, why you want to do this? You don't want to do this." And what did God say? He was so up in it, as you were saying, caught up in it, and he had this idea that he just went on anyway and did it. And he, I mean, he, it's not that he did not know it was wrong, but thinking about it at the time, I guess. You know, like he just, he started down a road and he was going to go go finish what you have in your mind. Yeah. It's just interesting how when he was, when it was brought to him, how quickly, how quickly he realized it. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, otherwise he's just going on, going on with what was in his head to do. Or what Satan had enticed him to do. Mm-hmm. This sounds a lot like something else. David seems to have a problem with not thinking, huh? Because mm-hmm. when we go to what Louise said, Brother Louise said that Satan pervert, perverted what David was doing anyway. That David was caught up. All right? Think back. Some chapters, same person, David. David's the king. All right. David got caught up in something. Wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but he got caught up. Can who can tell me what that thing was? I know I'm being vague. I'm just trying to get you to guess. Can who can? Bathsheba. Nope, not Bathsheba. Although I think he did get well, caught up there too. Um, with the art. Exactly. With the ark. It was not wrong to move the ark. It was not wrong to do it. But David got caught up in the situation. Everybody, remember, it was like a festival, a parade, a a pageant almost. And so they started letting basic things slip. Mm -hmm. What's one of the basic things about moving the ark of the covenant? There's certain people that got to do it. Only the Levites. Only the Levites can do it. What else? Something else about moving the ark. Can't touch it. Yeah. Number two. What's another thing about about moving the ark? You said this when we were talking about it. It was a, a really good one. I'll give you a hint. Animals can't move it. You don't move it on a cart. Exactly. Only the Levites did it. They had poles. They passed through the reins that were made in the ark for the purpose of picking it up and carrying it. People carried the ark. Animals did not carry the ark. And David got so caught up in doing something nice, doing something strategic. I mean, it makes sense. Move the ark, which is the symbol of our connection to God, to the capital of our nation so that all attention, all worship, all, 
We can focus everything there because that's where the king will be. That's where God will be. That's where the administration will be. It'll be perfect. We'll put it all together. It was nothing wrong with that. But what did David forget to do when he did, when he moved the ark? What was the thing that we remembered he forgot to do when he decided to move the ark? He didn't consult God. He did not consult God. He did not consult God. So fast forward some chapters to chapter 21. David decides to number Israel just because you here around this table are chosen of God just because you are his servants and want to do what makes him happy does not mean you're immune to being seduced. What was the other thing he said? Enticed. Uh, enticed yeah. or provoked by Satan. And if you do not consult God, you'll find that just like David in this example and the one we just discussed, he made a terrible decision that he might not have made had he consulted God. So we're looking at here. We're looking at this situation. David decides to number the people. Joab, David's best general, best fighting guy, the guy that folks are scared of, scared of, comes to David and says what? When David says, hey, we're going to number Israel, what does Joab do? What is Joab's response? He objected mm. because he didn't want Israel to be in trouble with God. Mm. So even he knew that there was something wrong with it. He may not have been to every jot and tittle of what was said, but he knew enough to know that this is not something that God wants. Right. And not to go too far, but even in that instance, David had an opportunity to consult God right. because God was brought back into the equation mm -hmm. by Joab. By Joab was used in that instance to say, wait a minute, what what about, why would we want to do that? You know, you know why would we want to put ourselves in that situation? David overrode what Joab said and said, we're going to do it this way anyway. And that, that's, that's, the, um, that's the thing about it is when you get caught up in it, in the moment or in the flow of it, you're not considering anything else. You're considering the, the end line of what you see in the end, what I want to accomplish. And people say that that's good because you're focused. You don't let nothing pull you off your track or your uh, train of thought. But given the context of what he was told not to do, that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. Because something's supposed to touch you in your mind and tell you, I need to consult God. When the situation with Bathsheba, he didn't consult God. He overrode what somebody else was telling him. Mm -hmm. He said, uh, well, he didn't say necessarily, God doesn't like this. But he did say, um, isn't that Uriah's wife? <laughs> Yeah, I know. Bring it to me. <laughs> so he was already set in his mind what he wanted to do with the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. He set in place in his mind, this is what we're going to do. And it wasn't until a man was struck dead that he's, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. We, we, all right, now we can't do it this way. 
Something has to remind him to bring him back. He's still a man after God's own heart. But as you said, regardless of how close you may feel you are to God, there is still a point of separation if there's an opening given for the enemy to come in. However he does it. He can use logic to show you how something makes sense or sense us. He can do it however and it's like what uh, First Lady saying. He, that was the first thing he used against okay. mankind. Okay. Told told the first human beings, uh, you're not gonna surely die. Giving them an alternative thought to what God said, and that's it's not even relevant. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. It's not. It's not true. And if you follow that, it and don't catch yourself. You will find yourself in a place and wonder how you even got there. Mm -hmm. That's that's what happened with David Knowles and sisters. And that mm -hmm. tells us, you know, that says to us too that you can't go on good intentions. I, I want to do something for God. You know, I have a mind to do something for God. I, you know, what, what's wrong? And then you ask people, well, what's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm not God. He already exactly. said my thoughts are not your thoughts. So just because we think of something and have good intentions, that doesn't mean that's what God wants us to do for reasons that we might not even be able to figure out if we do stop and think about it. So it, it brings to um, the forefront the importance of consulting him, mm -hmm. even when you think you know or you think you understand a situation. We don't, we don't see like he sees and we can't know like he knows. So we need to consult him before we do things. Mm -hmm. even, in, uh, even in today's politics, we've got... Uh, Examples of the same thing. Uh, you know, we had uh, Rep, uh, Senator John McCain just died. And that was a very big thing uh, in our country. There's a, there's a big whole scandal going on concerning he and, and the, the leader of our current administration uh, about people giving honor and respect to folks that passed. But I remember hearing they were saying that John McCain voted 85% of the time with the president, the things that the president wanted, the president, things the president introduced, 85% of the time. Now, that's more than a majority of the time. That's somebody you can say, this person thinks like I think. However, it's that other 15%, I believe, of the things that they didn't agree on that caused the whole scandal that we're talking about right now. You know, John McCain died. The president didn't refuse to uh, lower the flag at the White House. And then uh, veterans groups went and uh, talked to the senators, the vice president. Everybody's doing their own separate honors for uh, John McCain. He died on Friday or Saturday? Friday. Friday, was it? Saturday, Saturday was it? Saturday. The flag in the White House had come down until, I think, Tuesday. All right. Because the president said we're not gonna, we're not gonna honor him. I don't, I don't, I don't like people that got captured. You know, I like the folks that didn't get captured. John McCain was captured by the Viet Cong. He was a prisoner of war for five years. He died at the age of eighty-one and still couldn't lift his arms above a certain level because of the torture he received in Vietnam. As opposed to the president who received five deferments from the draft 
bone spurs. People in the army had bone spurs, you know. Now you look at the two people and you think, well, 85% of the time they agreed. But in the end, it took groups such as the American Legion who went to the president and said, we, this is the chairman of the American Legion National uh, Committee, we and our two point something million members urge you to do the right thing concerning John McCain. Next day, the flag was at half mast. People, his daughter, uh, the vice president, other people in the administration doing their own separate condolences and things for the president and uh, for John McCain, and that didn't prevail on him. But something did. What's the point in all this, brotherness? The point is, even if 85% of the time you and God are on the same page, uh-huh. make sure that that 15% of the time that you're not is not the stuff that you're acting on by yourself. Mm-hmm. For that 15%, make sure you consult God on it. Or you may find yourself moving the ark from Jerusalem or to Jerusalem without permission. Or you may find yourself in bed with Bathsheba. Or you may find yourself numbering Israel. In each case, in each case where David does not consult God, there is a disaster. And could have. And it could have not it could have it could have not happened. It could have been avoided. It could and all he had to do was ask God. What should I do in this situation? Every time that David asks God, something good happens. Every time. And every time he does it, look at what look at what the result is. So we go from uh happiness to sadness. Joab's the one telling David where to go, what to do. Listen, Joab, don't. Listen, David, don't number Israel. You know God's not going to like it. David prevails over Joab. We're going to number Israel. So what does Joab do? What does he do? What's his response? Because he pushes back a little bit. But what's his response? He didn't do it totally. He didn't do it totally. He went on and did what the king ordered him to do. But he didn't didn't number all of them. He left out Levi and Benjamin. Mm -hmm. I think Joab was trying trying to... You're going to do it, but... I ain't doing this. He said, well, I'm not going to do a good job. Maybe God will look on me with some mercy. Mm-hmm. I'm on your side, God. I didn't number all the people. Just some so of them. So he still didn't know. So by him not numbering all of them, he still didn't know what he had. Exactly. And who who were the two? But are those two tribes significant? Think about it. Which two tribes are they? Levi, how are they significant? They're priests. They're They're the ones that are going to go between Israel and God anyway. They're not going to war. They're not going to war, number one. Well, how? what about Benjamin? How are they significant? They are fighters. The best, we're not going to number special forces. (laughs) We ain't going to number the preachers. So we still got our link to God with a number that's unknown. And we still got our special forces with a number that's unknown. Even the king didn't know the number. So in a way, Joab kind of almost, he didn't save the day, but he he pushed us towards a good end because at least he didn't do exactly what Satan was trying to get David to do. And Satan's will was not fully accomplished. Which might have saved Joab, 
but it didn't save David. It didn't save David. Because David still ordered it to be done. Right. 